I want to talk to you about protecting your family. That is priority number one for my family. Uh, And we all have had training with guns, um, you know, but some of the family members don't want to travel with guns. I always carry a gun. Uh, But tasers are also very, very good. Um, Better self-defense is a safer self-defense. And guns will cause you all kinds of problems. This is non-lethal self-protection devices that are uh, that is small and lightweight you can carry it in your glove box uh, my wife or my daughter can carry it in her purse guns and pepper sp- uh, spray carry unnecessary risks for you these uh, taser products are really easy to use they'll even when you fire them it'll send off a gps marker so the police come and you they're available without a permit in most u.s states for a limited time take advantage of the uh, of taser's best offer available save sixty dollars on the Plus uh, the Pulse Plus bundle. Do it now. Go to taser.com. Taser.com. Welcome to Monday. It's the Glenn Beck program, and we're going to talk about what is coming next and what some states are doing about it. We begin in Montana with the uh, Republican governor there saying we're not going to enforce any federal gun laws if they infringe on the Second Amendment. Some states are having a problem with this because they'd like to do it, but the feds say they're just going to cut off a lot of the uh, services and you'll be isolated you'll be isolated so what are you going to do about it we'll tell you about that what's happening to our police force and a theory that i have on what's really happening why social justice is going after our police force the way it is and some action points on that all coming up in 60 seconds the glenn beck program so Michael lives in uh, Connecticut. He likes to play a lot of tennis, or at least he used to, uh, until he started having regular and debilitating pain. He was in his right elbow. First he lost his killer serve, then eventually he couldn't really play at all anymore. It was starting to affect his everyday life, always in pain. Well, uh, Michael, who lives in Connecticut, listens to this program, and he heard me talking about it on the show. And he decided, I mean, I mean this clown has been right occasionally. Maybe, maybe I'll try it. Actually, I think, Michael, what sold you is the same thing that sold me, and that is you'll know within three weeks whether it's going to work for you or not. I mean, you should see some uh, pain go away within the first three weeks. Otherwise, it's just not right for you. And 70% of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order more because it does work. Well, after a few weeks, he was starting to feel better, decided to get out and try playing tennis again. Sure enough, the killer serve has returned, and Michael has the life that he loves back. I got my back. You you could get yours back. If you suffer from frequent pain, Relief Factor may help you. 30% of the people who try it, it doesn't work. But that means 70%. Are you in that 70%? Try it. It'll cost you 20 bucks to find out. Try it. 
70% go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back by calling 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. So the Montana governor just signed a bill into law on Friday that is intended to protect gun owners in the state. Stu, when did Montana start making sense again? I mean, they had a really lefty kind of governor, and I thought the whole I thought the whole place was going to go to hell in a handbasket. When did they When did they go back right? Or have they? I don't. I mean, look, they still vote very red in most cases um, throughout and did most of that time that every once in a while, these state like West Virginia had a, you know, mansion is a good example of this. Like they just inexplicably have Democrats and in, in strange roles. Yeah, it's but weird. I don't think Montana's any left wing state. Well, it was going that way during the Obama administration. It looked like it was going that way. Mm. I don't follow it enough. I mean, I just, you know, it's Montana. I check in once in a while. So my apologies to Montana if you've never been going left. Uh, the uh, governor said, today I proudly sign the uh, Representative Jedediah Hinkle's law prohibiting federal overreach into our Second Amendment protected rights, including any federal ban on firearms. Republicans uh, passed the state amid uh, President Biden's push for federal gun reform measures. I'll tell you about that here in a second. The Montana law prohibits law enforcement officials and other state employees from enforcing federal restrictions or spending any state funds on particular kinds of firearms, ammunition and magazines. Um, In Oklahoma, a bill that would uh, designate that state as a Second Amendment sanctuary state is uh, headed for the governor's desk there. In Arkansas, however, Asa Hutchinson, uh, the governor there, vetoed a bill on Friday saying that it would jeopardize the law enforcement and the public. Now, people who were against the Montana law said it would make it more difficult for local law enforcement to collaborate with federal authorities on issues beyond gun access. Well, wait a minute. How how can these sanctuary cities, you know, be fine, you know, when they're saying our uh, sanctuary city, we're not going to abide by any of the federal laws on on marijuana. We're not going to put up with any of the laws on illegal aliens. It's just the gun one that's going to cause problems. The answer is yes, of course. Uh, of course it is, because that's one that the left and those in uh, in government want to enforce uh we told you last hour the california national guard put a fighter jet on alert in march 2020 for possible domestic mission and that was because of covid the only one that would be allowed to call up the national guard without guns would be the uh, governor he has to work in tandem with the president if he wants them armed um however Uh, Last year, when people were starting to buy too much toilet paper, according to four sources and the Los Angeles Times, uh, the somebody gave the order to start warming up a fighter jet, an F-15. It was put on alert. And the idea was, I guess it was going to it was going to buzz or strafe people who were walking out in the parking lot of a Ralph's. With too much toilet paper? I have no idea, but uh, who knows? Los Angeles Times 
you know, they, they, why would they, what's their motivation for saying that that would be happening? Also, up in New York, the NYPD has experienced mass exodus of police officers, a 75% spike in departures and retirements. That's 5,300 police officers in New York have retired or quit. 5,300. Now, what's New York going to do? Well, New York is going to, I mean, hmm. well, they're going to probably, well, you know what they could do? They could do what um, Georgia did. What was this, Stu, about five years ago, eight years ago? There was a uh, a story how uh, Georgia was having a hard time in Atlanta hiring police officers. And so they had to lower the standards. And that included people who had had jail time, which (laughs) I like great. Yeah, that worked out well. They could go back in New York, though, just just letting the mob patrol the streets. That worked out pretty well. And Uh, yeah, you're going to get that. You will get that. That will happen again. Um, apparently, this has happened because of budget cuts, the loss of plain clothes units, and the vote to end qualified immunity. Um, they've kept their pay assertively, uh, absurdly low. This, according to the, uh, the uh, police union, ratcheted up our exposure to lawsuits. They've demonized us at every opportunity. They've taken away the tools we need to do the job that we all signed up for, which is to keep our community safe. Well, now they're now they're spending money. NYPD is now spending money on slick uh, recruiting ads. Be somebody carry a badge. Is there is there who would do that? Who who would sign up to be a cop today? I wouldn't go near it. And we I always think of, you know, the police as basically the best people among us. And they uh, clearly have more guts uh, than I ever would and to do that job in the first place. So it's admittedly possible that I'm just a wuss and would just bail at the first opportunity. But like watching the way they get treated, you know, how do you do your job when you pull up to a place where someone is about to be stabbed, right? About to be stabbed and you do the thing that you should do, which is take out the person who's doing the stabbing and you get this from Black Lives Matter. Um, at the exact time the verdict of Derek Chauvin was being uh, read for murdering George Floyd, police wasted no time in senselessly taking another black child. That's how they summarize the Makia Bryant. Like, if you're the girl in pink who is about to be stabbed, can you imagine reading the word senselessly in that statement? Like, what do you mean it was senselessly killed? Like, she was in the middle of stabbing me. Is my life senseless? I thought black lives mattered. This is a black life that was about to be taken. That didn't happen because that officer acted the way that he did in a clear cut case with perfect video with the knife showing up on video and still police are being vilified for it. Why? How could you show up every day? Well, you have the biological family uh, showing up now of the uh, the shooting victim. Now, she was in foster care. Because her biological family put her there. Mm-hmm. But now they're like, this is here. That failed us. Did? Really? Yeah. I don't know the situation, but uh, 
they're now they're now suing the police of course of for course. that uh, for that shooting and again you wonder why and by the way philadelphia is doing the same thing they're having a hard time keeping the uh, police oh but the police were loved by the left this weekend uh at least in los angeles homeless people were moved out of union station ahead of the oscars Oh, good. They wanted to make sure they wanted to make sure that they clean that area up for all the celebrities coming in. And so they, you know, the police were asked, could you just move these homeless people some other homeless place? There's got to be. Where's John Voight's house? Move them there. <laughs> uh, so they've they've uh, they've been uh, they've been moved. Meanwhile, black business owners at George George Floyd Square. Did you see? Did you see last week? We had that story, Stu, about. How uh, George Floyd Square, uh, George Floyd Square in Minneapolis has rules for white people. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, yeah. the racism yeah. is apparent. Uh, every every step, every. I mean, it's not just. Uh, it's not the one uh, the the type of racism they always talk about in the media. This stuff is mm. happening from this the the left constantly, where they're acting mm. acting for a return of segregation, a return of. Of, well, of making decisions based on skin color, they want that that life back, which I don't, I don't, I can't comprehend. Well, now I'm glad you're talking about race because the racist of the black-owned businesses surrounding that uh, memorial now, mm-hmm. they're saying, uh, "Please, police, please come back." These racist bigots, these blacks that own businesses, racist. <laughs> they actually want the police to come back they're struggling to stay open doing due to rampant crime they say the police blocked off the intersection creating a dangerous autonomous zone (laughs) the city left me in danger says the smoke pit they locked us up and left us behind oh they were kicked out i don't know if you Hmm. That's interesting. Remember that. Well, if you remember, Glenn, in the Seattle autonomous zone, the Chaz uh, or the Chop situation that we had last year, they had their very own warlord, Raz Simone, who just kind of came in when the police were gone. He just became. Mm -hmm. He just took Mm -hmm. over and just started, you know, hitting people Mm -hmm. and and uh, (laughs) and and uh, and kind of enforcing whatever his idea of the law was at least this is what was reported uh so i think maybe that's the situation here you need more warlords in these places if you're not gonna have cops well, you need warlords let me tell you this you're not gonna get one in portland oregon not as long as ted wheeler is on duty because mm. you know the mayor ted wheeler he just arrived he's just he's new to the scene uh and he over the weekend boy he said i've had enough of this and so he's going to uh extend the state of emergency and he said our job is to unmask unmask antifa and arrest them and prosecute them i personally want to thank neighbors friends and families of others who have come forward with vital evidence people people know who these criminals are they know what they're up to if you have any information contact the police I also want you to know that these people awful arrive at their so-called direct actions in cars and they're all dressed in black. I've heard if you see this, call the police. If you can provide a license plate, if you can do it safely, that information can help us later. Help us make a stand. We're doing what we can. I'm asking for your help to make a stand and take our city back. Call the police. 
So, Mayor Ted, the only reason why I say he's a new mayor is because this isn't the mayor that's been there for the last few years, also named Ted Wheeler. It can't be. (laughs) Because he was not for calling the police. He was not for charging or arresting any of these black-clad, <laughs> racist would say, criminals. What happened? What happened there? May I suggest there is, there is a method to this madness. You know, we all say, what are you going to do when the police leave? What are you going to do? Oh, I think I, I think I know. I think I know. And I'll give that to you in 60 seconds. Stand by. I want you to think about just a minute. Mm, Sizzling garlic lime shrimp on a wooden skewer. Corn on the cob wrapped in foil. A thick pat of butter lying across the scorching hot surface of a grill. And taking on all those good grill marks. Like a good tan. The juiciness of a thick marbled steak. Oh, yes. What do you have planned for dinner? Because you could have that with Rectech. And you could even do it without spending any time outside. All you do is you put the food on. You already, you just, with your phone on your way home, you're like, fire up the grill. With the app on your phone, you fire up the grill. It's at perfect temperature when you arrive. You've just gotten back from the <clears throat> grocery store where you picked up that steak and the, and the, and the butter and the corn on the cob. And, oh, you throw it on there, you go change your clothes. Before you know it, boom, it's done. Rectech. It's sturdy. It's smart. It's dinner time. Rectech on all social media. Sign up for their uh, newsletter. Just A, B, compare them with the best in the business, and you will find nothing beats a Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q. With a Q at the end, visit Rectech.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so, Stu, let me give you one more story and then see what you think of this theory. Representative Elon Omar plans to reintroduce a bill this week that would create a federal agency to independently investigate police killings and in-custody deaths. The eight-member board would be appointed by the president to carry out investigations into police use of force and issue findings and determinations of responsibility. If police departments don't follow through on the board's recommendation, their federal funding would be cut. It's going to be a proactive board that does the work on our behalf of the country to try to make it sure that these agents of the law are taking their oath seriously. Okay. All righty. Okay. So what does that mean? What that means is the federal government and the White House itself will be in charge of which police forces they deem good and which are bad. At the same time they're doing this, they're not protecting the police from lawsuits and litigation, and that is driving people out of the force. 5,000 police officers are needed to just catch up with the retirement and the people leaving, you know, for another police job, I'm sure. Um... 5,000 people are needed, and New York doesn't know where they're going to get it. Philadelphia doesn't know where they're going to get it. Nobody knows where they're going to get these police officers. 
so you could lower the standards. But if there's a crisis, and I mean a crisis of crime, well, you got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, I know. Why don't we? Because we don't know which forces are good and which ones are bad. Why don't we just federalize the police force? That way we can take trusted officials that we know and we could just put them in the local communities and we can fill all those spots because you're not part of the, you know, L.A. police, which we all know is racist. Uh, you now are part of the federal police. Hmm. This does seem DHS like DHS could take it over. <laughs> DHS. As they as they want to pass the uh, George Floyd Act that would, uh, you know, pa all, pass all these restrictions on police. Uh -huh. And take uh, incredible amounts of control over what's supposed to be a localized force. Uh, that is an interesting uh, theory. Uh, it does seem pretty consistent with w the way they're acting. Yeah. Well, it's just what every Marxist does when they take over, you know, Venezuela or Cuba or any other place. They always federalize the police, which would be, well, it would only be doing it now because we're in crisis. You know, which they had nothing to do with creating. Oh, no, no, so no, we'd, no, no. we'd have to do that. And you know what? At least we'd have the military. But I don't really trust the military until we get rid of all those red staters. You know what I mean? If we could just get all the red staters to, to leave the military. Because they're really dangerous. I don't know if you know this. But they're very, very dangerous. <laughs> then we could have a pure military and a federalized police force. Wouldn't that be great? You would never need a gun. Solved. We can get rid of the Second Amendment, too. I mean, as if I've it's just, not already being disposed of. <laughs> I've, 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 just, I've just reimagined the whole police force thing. I've just reimagined it. You and know, and you know, it works. You know, it would be a great way to introduce, I'm just throwing this out there, um, a giant missile parade uh through all of our cities wow. we can have what if we had really big like pictures like we'd building size pictures of you know biden and harris that would let people know how much they cared about the people across the country just something like that yeah we, just we could just anthem find, a little bit. we could just find a like if we just had a a home safety department or something like that mm. to put in charge we could federalize this police force and solve all of these shortages of police overnight. This is the Glenn Beck program. Fans of this program know I'm not really joking. Uh, Hustler Turf, every time you went to mow your lawn, what if every time you had the you had the feeling that you were riding around on just like a tank? My wife loves to drive our truck because she's like, I'm up four stories and i feel like i'm in charge of a tank well that would be great if you were mowing your lawn but could that tank also cut the work in about half the time yes and if you could make that happen on a zero turn mower made by the company that invented them in the first place yes you can they're called hustler turf and these are the people that back in the 1950s and early 1960s invented the zero turn lawnmower they not only invented it they perfected it and they made it just tough as nails like a tank so it wouldn't break down because it was made for industrial use meaning it would mow lawns every day six or seven days a week so you don't think it can handle your lawn 
Before you buy some other mower, make sure you find a Hustler dealer. Go and test drive one at HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. At the Oscars, they always ask, what are you wearing? Today, I'm wearing my Nancy Pelosi Sucks t-shirt. You can get it at StudosMerch.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about something else the government is doing. Not only are we decimating our, um, uh, our, our towns and our police force, I urge you to support the police. I urge you to stop this insanity against our police, uh, or we will end up with a federal police force. I mean, what, what else are you going to do? You can't hire somebody. The federal government can say, well, we, we are the trusted source you go to. That's what Marxists always do. Don't think that's not in the plan. Now, they're also decimating our economy, and I mean decimating it. Consumer prices are going up. We told you last week, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, they raise uh, raising prices this week on a ton of things. They say it's because of raw materials, you know, ranging from lumber to resin, uh, and they need to uh, take the steps to protect their profits. The price, the price is surging uh, for paper towels, jars of peanut butter. Consumer packaged goods rose 9.4%. 9.4%. Now, they have, they have pulled back on some of the manufacturing um, uh, sorry, some of the um, uh, commercials and the advertising in markets because they don't have enough product and inflation is coming. It's already here. According to the Institute of for Study Management, the latest survey showed net 40 percent of manufacturers are reporting that their customer inventories are too low. What does that mean? Have you waited for anything that you've never had to wait for before? I can't believe how tolerant America is being right now. I think it must be because you think it's COVID related, but it's not. It's partially COVID related. But how many things have you waited for? How many things that you've ordered or you've gone into stores and always had access to all of a sudden you're like, where is that? Oh, it's on back order. It's on what? When Americans figure out that this is your life and the life that the, the world has planned for you, uh, you're not going to like it. But by that time, it will be too late to do anything about it. So why are the inventories too low? Well, let's just go through this. Farmers need labor to pick the produce. Factories that make consumer packaged goods, meat packing plants, the processed beef, pork, chicken. They need people in doing their job. Ports are congested. Truck drivers are in, in short supply. Food workers are supposed to socially distance each other, even though, you know, they've they were the first in line, along with the critical workers in the hospital to get uh, the vaccines. Many of these plants still remain shuttered. And the problem is they can't hire people. Nobody is going back to work. 
because of a disastrous welfare program. The outrageous unemployment benefits. And the one point nine trillion dollar plus coronavirus legislation is creating now an incentive for people not to work. We have just I can't I'm just please make the renovation of the house just stop. We started uh, at the dumbest time ever. And now we're sitting here and I was talking to the contractor and I'm like, Can we just get more people make this stop, please. And he's like, Glenn, we can't get people to drive trucks and pick up loads of stuff. He's like, I have a friend who drives some sort of a hauler. All you have to do is 20 bucks an hour. All you have to do is drive the truck. It's flatbed. And you go someplace. They put a bunch of wood or whatever on it. You drive it to wherever you're supposed to drive it. You push a button and drive slowly. And the flatbed slowly lifts up. And all that stuff, you know, falls off the back of the truck. You know, like any good mob story. He said, we can't get people to $20. We can't get them to take the job. Why? Because they're sitting at home. It pays more to be on unemployment than it does. What's happening now in uh, McDonald's, McDonald's in Florida is now paying people $50 just to show up for an interview. They still can't get people to come for just the interview. I don't know. Seems like a problem, America. 40% of small businesses are struggling to fill open positions. Even after offering wage increases, people are not going back to work. You can earn, they say, 70, 80, or 90% of what they were making without having to do any work. A week on unemployment in Massachusetts under the current system you can earn $1,100. One, if you were working, one would make around $600 if you're working a, 15, uh, hour, a $15 an hour a week job. You're making 600 bucks. They're paying you almost double to stay home. It's irresponsible to go to work. It is. It is. Just like they dismantled the black family, black family in the 60s had better stats than white families. I mean, they stayed married, the kids at home, kids out of born out of wedlock, all of it, all of it. Tremendous. Then it became irresponsible to claim that you're a dad and to stay at home, break up the family and the family can get more aid. Now look what we have. Now, there's something else that's going on. The housing market has gone through the roof. By the way, I would like to know why there is a problem with concrete in this country. I mean, I know we're running out of sand. Don't laugh at that. That's actually happening. But that's not the reason for this. Why is concrete so difficult to get? Is that a, is that a labor shortage as well? You can't get people to, uh, to roll in with the trucks? I have a friend trying to buy some concrete up north, and he's, uh, he said, I have to call the concrete place. He said, I swear it's run by the mob. I, I have to call the concrete place between 7 and 7.15 and say, can I get on your roll for a concrete delivery today? If you miss it at 7.15, good luck. Try again tomorrow. Eh? What kind of business is that? 
The median house sale, the price, increased 18% year over year. 45% of the homes selling today are getting more than their list price, an all-time high. The average sale-to-list price ratio, which measures how close homes are selling to their asking price, increased 2.5 percentage points. It's an all-time high of 101%. That means the average home gets... One dollar more for every hundred dollar they're asking. Fifty eight percent of the homes that went under contract had an accepted off offer within the first two weeks. Forty six percent of the homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within one week of hitting the market. Meanwhile, here's the problem. The supply is at record lows. The demand is high. Quoting the report, because of fiscal stimulus and an exodus from rental units and a near record low mortgage rate. So everything the government is currently doing is driving the price of the house through the roof towards all time highs. Now, why is there a shortage? Well, the houses going up for sale are down 10% from the same period. Wait. The houses being marketed. Yeah, you know why? Stu, would you sell your house today? Uh, would I? <laughs> answer that without the ice, damn it. Yeah. Would you sell your house today here in Texas? Seems like it's a good time to sell your house, though the problem with that is, of course, you have to buy one, too. (laughs) Buy one! That's the problem. People are coming in and they're saying, hey, will you sell your house? I guess when it first happened, smart people would go, yes, but now everybody's going, but where would I buy a house? Because anything I buy is going to be inflated in price, and I'm going to have 20 people ahead of me that I have to outbid. Yeah. A real-world example of this, Glenn, is when we lived up in the Northeast before we came to Texas, um, the, I, we lived outside of Philadelphia initially, and I bought a house, what was it, 2003 or four, whenever that was, and I then we moved to New York to do this show on CNN Headline News mm-hmm. and, and everything. So I moved to another place actually in Pennsylvania. But when I did that, I went from 2004 to 2006 or seven, whatever it was. It was a very short period of time. And I made a ridiculous profit off of this house. You know, I always put that in air quotes because mm-hmm. of all the actual mm-hmm. expenditures that go along with a with a house. Right. But like percentage wise from what I bought it to what I, you know, sold it for, we were up, I don't know, 30 or 40% in like two years. And which is mm-hmm. incre- crazy for real estate. Incredible. Yeah. And then I went and bought a bigger house at the same peak of the market. And then when I had to sell that, I got killed because that's killed. what happens it's bubbles and when you want i mean if you sell your house right you sell your house i really want to know i'd love to talk to somebody who knows about this may we get uh shiller on from price uh from uh what is that uh case shiller Shiller index Index. Mm -hmm. yeah case shiller Mm -hmm. we've talked we've had shiller on before i think or was it case one of those two clowns uh and uh (laughs) what i'd like to no they're really not uh what i'd like to know though is if you're building a house your house how do you get a loan to build a house today when a you know it's going to be 30 percent higher just in building materials 
So it's not even just the land. It's the lumber. Lumber is up, what, 80% now? 80% more for lumber? So what? So if you're paying 80% more, let's say your house is, uh, you know, a $300,000 house. It would probably cost you three fifty, three seventy five if you were building it today because of the increased costs of everything, if you could even build it. Once the market corrects on lumber and everything else, you're not gonna, your house isn't going to be worth that. So how do you get a loan? I mean, how do you get a loan to buy that house? You don't. How do you keep your loan? If you're upside down, Stu, isn't there some trigger when you're really upside down in a house? That you have to, you have to come up with more equity in it. Is that right? If your house collapses mm-hmm. in price, do you have to come up with more equity? Do you know? I, God, I'm sure there's some yeah scenarios where that could happen. I'm not sure off the top of my head what you're referring to though. I would lo- I'd love to talk to uh, see if we can get uh, Schiller on because I'd like to talk to him about the housing market because nothing makes sense right now. Nothing makes sense. More in just a second. Stand by. Sponsor this half hour is blinds.com. You know, instead of selling your house, how about fixing it up a bit? Right now, blinds.com is offering 40% off their simply eco-cellular shades, which are made from recycled water bottles. Why do they give me copy like this to read? Seriously, why do they? They're offering up to 35% off of everything else. Let's concentrate on that. You can upgrade any room with blinds.com. It's incredibly convenient to order it online. You get free shipping, guaranteed perfect fit for your windows. Whether you install them yourself or you have the team handle it. And they're simply eco blinds. They're eco-friendly, which helps keep the plastic out of the ocean and makes you feel good every time you put the blinds down. And it's fantastic. And, uh, you know. Uh, and by the way, they are completely cordless and they're on sale for 40 percent off. So if you're eco minded, this is a good thing for you. Uh, if you, you know, you, you don't buy any of that crap, 35 percent off of everything else. I'm just saying, I'm just saying something for everybody. Blinds.com right now. Shop for their new deals. Perfect for your spring home refresh up to 35 percent off everything site wide. Blind shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. Right now, rules and restrictions apply. Blinds.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Montana, we have your governor coming on with us uh, in just a little while. He's going to talk about the uh, pro Second Amendment uh, law that he just passed or was just passed and he just signed. We'll talk to him about that coming up in just a minute. And there is there is a case to have Schiller on now. The case Schiller uh, index was something we looked at a lot before the crash of 08 because it tells you what houses should be selling for. Yeah, uh, you used to always yeah. it's it's it kind of was one of the main things like starting your analysis that there was going to be a crash coming. It was part of it, at least. Um, and you talked about it in 2005, 2006, 2007. And so if you go back to 2000, it starts the index starts at 100 and it mm-hmm. rose all the way up in 2006 to, I mean, all the way up to 206. 206. So I, and that I was, remember it was in the 200s. Yeah. And that's, that's that means the house is double what it should be. 
People are paying double what they should be paying. Right. Um, then we had the crash, right? The correction. So mm-hmm. it drops all the yeah, way down went. in 2008 and everyone forgets about housing prices. And then it slowly mm-hmm. starts climbing back up and then it hits 206 again. But that happens in January of 2018. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What so is it now? since then, it has climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed and it got all the way up in June 2020 to 223 which again is 17 points higher than it was at the peak wait, of wait, the 2008 wait, bubble. Wait, 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 wait. That was it last year? Yeah, that was in the middle of COVID. Since oh then, what is it? it is skyrocketed again from 223 in June of 2020 all the way up to 245 today. So we've gone from oh 206 was the scary bubble time in 2008. We're now at 245. You can sell your house. Just don't buy a new one. <laughs> but you might want to sell your house. Wow. More on this and cryptocurrency and the dollar coming up. Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program.